Last time, our party freed some extraplanar beings and defended them against swaths of Minutemen and Etchgard, as well as some mysteriously powerful tech known as Siphons. On their mission, they managed to nab an old friend of Nika's named Kiyun, as well as three LAA students, one of which was familiar with Tori, and not so friendly either. The Mon Squad quickly made their exit with snatching Tori's brother Tio, a Minuteman, and also sending an explosive gift to the top of the prison, where we left off. Which, you had just gotten out of the prison, cool guys don't look at explosions, but you had to just watch this one. And you watched as the entire left side of this prison got blown out like a Jenga tower. And we're just, okay, what does the exterior look like? The exterior of the prison? Like, okay, so like when we are running out with mm-hmm. our small army prison break unit, and Seamus is out here somewhere, what, what's it look like? So like, I know we had a bunch of people inside. Is there like a barricade? Like, is there... So it is a, uh, the long road that you kind of came up that leads from the prison island to the mainland, um, it's a very long way to travel by foot, um, which is why the... Uh, escort truck, quote-unquote, escort automaton cart, if you will, brought you in under the uh, escort of the pilot. Okay, do we see that? The cart is still technically there. We taken it. <laughs> you, <laughs> you hop on the back of the cart. <laughs> I hop on <laughs> everyone. Let's go. There is a this large... Is, this is where we left, like, our shit, right? Like, our... Uh, or we left it in the whip, right? You left it in the whip. You okay. left all your stuff with Seamus. Okay. Um, what a shame. So, so you uh, you get on the cart though, and um, slowest moving people on the cart. The um, if it's I don't know, can it fit everybody? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh right. th- this thing is meant to haul the largest of prisoners if possible. So yeah. it's a very large cart. Hell yeah. It's um, that's why I say it's more like a truck. It's a huge unit. Um, Picture the, one of those little Japanese farm trucks. Right. It's kind of like what I'm... You see this strange, like, quadruped bull. But if the bull's legs were more, like, uh, squared than they were, you know, two in the front, two in the back, it's more of a square shape at the bottom. And the torso is just really big and bulky and goes up into this um, top part that looks kind of like... A, a minotaur in a way and as it kind of turns towards the cart to where you've entered you hear a voice come in users not identified hey brother <laughs> drive the cart <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i point the gun at his head oh is it's the the cart the, is no spe- her brother oh, the minute man can he right. do it tia you hold it to tia's head Okay. Yeah, put Tio's face like at the like. <laughs> I thought you said, "Hey, brother." Ironically, that's what I, that's what I <laughs> thought too. Yeah, like, drive, brother. You getting stabbed? Like, well, Tori, like, honestly, Tori would probably Tio. do. That. I mean, alternatively, I could just turn person him. The car? Oh yeah, I guess Tio. you could take Tio. Yeah. Sure. Instead of holding a gun to his man. head. What are you talking about? You snatched me away from my pokes. I'm not gonna do that for what are you. Your sister was in that prison. I'm I would good. like you to make a wisdom save as I cast charm person on him. Yeah. He fought back. You're right. Ooh, he's not 16. wise. He's not wise. All no, right. that's a nine. Well, then, uh... That's not my brother. <laughs> he's charmed. He's, buddy. he's my buddy. So, I mean, he still has free will to say yes and no to stuff, but he's my buddy now, so... Hey, Theo, Best buddy? Hey. Yeah. 
What, what's up? Hey, you remember our little handshake we used to do in kindergarten? No, I probably need a reminder to be okay, honest. Okay, and then I do like a little like left, right, t dab, top, down, like footsie tap. Footsie and, tap? And I'm like, yeah, see, remember, like that. <laughs> oh my god. He looks astonished for a moment and he's like, oh, I don't know why I don't remember that. That's it's pretty okay. simple. Anyway, hey, what um, do you mean? Me and your sister and our friends, we just need a little ride, that's all. Just to drop off at my house. I left something there. You know I have a job to do. I I work with the Minutemen now. I'm sorry. I have a post. The prison just yeah, got it, blowing up, man. That's why I need to go back. Yeah. I'm Check gonna, out my guys. What the people are still there? You're my best friend. I don't want you getting hurt. Listen, Very it's fair. safer if we just all get out of here, you know? Alright. Fine. You see as he presses a key on the front panel, um... And as it does, you watch this piece of rock kind of slide up. You see that he pulls a little card out of his pocket, places it on the panel for a moment, and this rune kind of glares for... Gleans, excuse me, not glare. Gleans for a moment. Uh, and as he removes it, puts it back in his pocket. Authorization identified. State request. Take us to the mainland. And with a heavy lurch forward, the automaton begins to take heavy steps with these four legs. Looking back at the entrance, do I see anyone chasing us? Um, you see people fleeing the entrance of the prison, and as certain people kind of gain their bearings, they do kind of point at the truck, and you see other people um, going to other carts that aren't nearly as big, um, more like uh, common wagons that people would ride in. How far away are they? I'll say with six seconds walking forward, this thing moves pretty quickly from how large it is. Um, or it just covers a lot of ground, I should say. You're probably like 250 feet from them. It all funnels to the bridge. To the bridge. What kind of bridge is it? Um, it appears to be the same material that the basement of the prison was made of. Um with uh, what looks to be some sort of really nice metal lining it as guardrails. How big is the bridge? Big enough to fit the cart that you're on, which can fit a... Huge? Gargantuan thing. Oh, it can fit a gargantuan? Yeah, no, it can fit... Hey, um, should we, like, disguise ourselves? Who doesn't have disguise? Maybe we should just be in disguise after we get out of the prison area. Hmm. Anyone not have the ability to disguise themselves? I look like me all the time. I do. Yeah, I know. You can become I mean, an animal. Technically, yeah. technically yeah. I, I have shaved my head oh, and I've grown a beard, so I don't really look. I can. Well, I mean, everybody but Grandpapa could just turn into different people. You already look different enough. I mean, maybe they just won't suspect anything. Babe, we have 20, like, 20 prisoners here with us. Yeah. Okay, we can that. blend in, you know. We can there's pretend we're guards one. taking them. Yeah, yeah, what Tori said. That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> there's a one-armed angel. With a weapon. <laughs> we did that. That's not the how, total lie. How are we getting out of here? We have a ride. Oh. Will we all fit? Probably not. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cast Sending and uh, call Cecil. And okay. I'm going to tell Cecil to... Hey, Cecil... Can you meet up with Seamus and teleport us through a tree to safety or we might all die? 
yeah. love you. <laughs> yeah, I can't call God in for this one. I can I can cast Few... God's magic thing here. I know a druid. I know. A few moments go by. You said you're at the prism, right? I think I know a tree nearby. Uh, would it fit Seamus's contraption, though? Well, I guess there's only one way to find out, my boy. Let us... And then it cuts off. We're good. I say to everybody, we're totally good. Airtight plan. We just gotta get to Seamus. Okay. Drive faster, bud. <laughs> <laughs> you see Dio clicks a button and he goes, well, I can't go too fast. If I go too no, fast... Yeah, yeah. Low key, low key. Well, no, it's not that. If we go too quick, this automaton is capable of shattering the bridge. So we don't want to do that. We will collapse right out from under us and we'll be in the middle of the ocean. So. Hmm. So what if we, like, what hypothetically if we wanted to book it as soon as we get to the other side of the bridge? How do you mean? Could we get over halfway, then book it and make it? What's up? I was just like, don't you have levitate? This thing's so big, right? This thing's but gargantuan. Aren't you like super powerful now? Like, I, can't you do that? I can make a lot. I can carry a lot. Come on, babe. Damn. Like, <laughs> just do <laughs> it. It <laughs> only needs to how get much? like an inch off the ground. Not how, even. How much? How much, how much does this, <laughs> this car with all of us in it weigh? Ah, uh, my brother in Christ. This Several cart. Tons. This cart. Just the vehicle. Just, okay, the automaton portion or the cart portion? Carriage, I'll I say. I guess both. Wait, I, I mean... Because it's, I... it's connected by metal beams that just act the as a that's rain holding, system. Just the part that's holding us. Yeah, we only... That alone probably weighs about... I'd say probably about 9 to 11 tons, anywhere in that range. How many... The automaton probably weighs about 15 tons. So just the thing they're holding us. Yeah. You're saying this thing is like... 20,000 20, pounds. 20,000 pounds? Yes. I, that, that's, I how much does a normal really... semi, fully loaded semi-truck weigh? Not 20,000 pounds. This is just the thing. This is so that they this can transport This is without a gargantuan creature inside yeah. of it. Yeah, they're trying to transport giants and well, stuff. Well, a fully loaded semi is 80,000 pounds, so it's not out, outside wow. of the realm. No, oh, yeah. I mean, it makes vehicles sense. are heavy I know they are. That makes logical sense. I think, and like, I can carry a thousand pounds right at this level, but... I mean, I mean, a thousand pounds is a thousand pounds less on this bridge. Can you only cast levitate on one thing, or can it be but, like... But I couldn't, but that, I could speed us up. I could make us move faster than projected, so we could gun it, start this, like, like get, like, halfway, right? Ha a little over halfway, gun it to break the, later, because we don't need to break the whole bridge. We just need to break a portion of it, right? So it's like, we get, like, 75% of the way there, gun it, I'll cast telekinesis, lighten us after we've started the break, and we go. So we wily Coyote it? Is that what we're... Yeah, I don't let him chase us. Anything that can fly can, but... I mean, I, I'm still in vampire crazy form for, like, another uh, three or four minutes. So, I'm not even putting weight down right now. I'm, like, floating here. I'm very large. Um, so... And I'm in plate, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a big, heavy... Tori can turn into, like, a mouse or something. 
I mean, technically she can fly, so... That's true. Yeah, but the second, like, no, think about it, right? Oh, you can't turn into something that flies? Oh, that's right. She's but, not hung up the But even if you... Let's say everyone here shapeshifts and stuff, but, like... If you shapeshift, your weight will change. But, like, if even if you fly, the second we gun it, you're going to go backwards. I'll just hold on to something. And then you're going to be applying your weight horizontally. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you might as well just stand. <laughs> Physics. <laughs> what if we, okay, what if we do this? What if we get to the other side of the bridge, we turn the cart around, right? And then we put the cart on the bridge and have it sent back hauling ass. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. That's a pretty great idea. I mean, we're driving as we're talking about this. Yeah, no, I mean, it's pulling you through. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. That's a pretty good idea. That's a pretty amazing idea, actually. <laughs> you know, man, I'm starting to realize all the spells that were useful to me like a month ago are really not that great. I'm so ready to go take a nap. I feel like I need to look through my list of the prayer you, book. And What do you mean? What? What? I feel like we did... That was like one of our best runs oh, any oh yeah no for sure i'm just sitting here who turns into who, i mean who, who's gonna turn us into crabs oh don't worry i am not getting ready Dude, that crab or, play was pretty I, crazy. I, I couldn't get ready if i wanted to that's like my whole shtick you know but like uh you don't need more healing <laughs> um yeah i got a little baby bits but that's why we're driving yeah oh no i was just thinking like i know there are some cool stuff Spells out there that I hadn't even tried doing. Oh. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna, just thinking the mix of the number. How long does charm person last? <laughs> He's probably about to be out of it. I think it's only one minute. Oh no, it's an hour. He's good. He's so friendly. He's friendly. Yeah. He's right, friendly I'm, with you. I just cast. He it keeps again. making dagger eyes at you, but he's not saying anything because his friend, quote unquote, is right there, and he's just got his arms crossed. And you I'll see, cast uh, it again in an hour. So <laughs> you see, he's sitting there. He, takes his, like, helmet off, and you watch as his, uh, unfortunately, no longer long hair, now shorter to fit under his helmet, puts it aside. Uh, I touch you, I give you a hug, and heal you, uh, with Cure Wounds second level. Oh, For nice. 12 healing. Whoa. Is anyone else hurt? Uh, I'm good. I'm back on okay. I don't think... I don't you're, think I got you're hit not full health, at right? all. No, but no, I'm they talked a lot of shit now. to you. That's I'm all gonna that do to you. An, I'm gonna use another one. Heal Tori. Nine healing. Nice. Um. Are you still hurt? No, you got me to max with that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You, Theo's gonna look yeah, at. Just three hit points. Huh? I'm gonna use a first level to cure Tori up to max. Boom. Uh. Maybe. Yeah, that's five hit points. That's exact. Almost exactly what I need. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna. Theo's gonna look at. Scarlet and go, little tank. You did well. Mm. Don't doubt yourself. And I'm gonna take oh, no. out my wand of smiles and cast wand of smiles. <laughs> I, I was more like you can do that as well while you cast. Well, I'm just like I was kind of just thinking like I feel like I could be even more badass now. You know. Oh, it's a fourteen is the save. What so is the wisdom? Is because it wisdom? She busted at wisdom. Uh, Plus eight to wisdom. Oh no, no, that's okay. The save's only fourteen, so. Yeah. What's the... Oh, is it a wisdom save? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Choose to fail. You can always choose to fail. <laughs> then I, she just I, smiled I, on her own. No, <laughs> she's a vampire queen. That's rot, too. No, no, but what happens is I, I fail it, and I realize what's happening. I look at Grandpapa, and I, like, fake a smile, and I'm like, 
And then it turns into real small and I'm like, but no, for real, I'm serious. I, I just think there's some really cool things in here. I've just never even thought to try because like situations just never came you up. But just, now there's like times I'm like, man, mm. I read about these somewhere. That'd be so cool. You, you know? can just change your spells. Yeah, whenever I, anytime I take a nap, I can just wake up the next day, study and ask my God to give me some power. And he'll be like, yeah, you're my bestie. And then be like, who you go? And then I know stuff. fuck? That God stuff sounds pretty lit. It's pretty cool. <laughs> you just get to do, to just switch? Yeah, anytime, anytime I take a little nap. I feel like I've only ever like done that once, like randomly through life at a game that's at level up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, you know, part of my prayer book. I can just, you know, okay. get power from my almighty God. Yeah. Um, two people in one. The, the, the divinity. Yeah. The divinity. Um, um, big angel guy. What was your name? My name. My name is Decius. Decius? Do you know what this is? <laughs> and I show him my hand with the Mo symbol <laughs> on it. Seen it before, yes. What is your knowledge of this? Well, he was kind of like my little brother. He's dead now. It's he's sad as dead. hell. But it's he's, really, no, I don't like to think about it. He's also right I over there. I don't like to think about it. No, they, he's Mo's with uh, Seamus. Scrub puts a fake smile on again. <laughs> he's fine. Everything's fine. But so, but only a piece of him, right? Because like he was, we we found a piece of the whole. Did you know Mo? I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I got really hurt in the prison. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. No, <laughs> I know. Um, you're you're that the second person I've seen lose their arm like this week. I can see. I can make you one of these if you want. No, I just need to return to Mount Celestia. And you gotta watch out for splinters, in the pools there. Oh yeah, I was going to say... If wait, wait, what? If you bathe in those pools, your arm grows back? They're regenerative and rejuvenative. Yes, they give life. I was going to say, if you hear, talk to me in like, I don't know, probably like a, a year or two, I might know how to do that too. What? Yeah. Yeah, in the future, Should my I fucking God, pray more? My, like... God, <laughs> my God told me if I try really hard and I work really hard with what I'm doing, then maybe one day, not only can I bring people back from the dead who have been dead for like hundreds of years, because that's funny, but I could bring people's limbs back if I accidentally fuck up a joke too bad. You bring people's limbs back? Yeah, like, like rebuild, like make them again. But like, but so, you know, regrow them. So, like they'll have a little baby limb for a little bit, but it'll it'll get normal. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, it'll get normal. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, what did you know about this, Decius? <laughs> Can I call you Diesel? I suppose. Can I call I, you Vin? Big D, what up? You were right, and he actually <laughs> looks at the he looks at the devil. He says. Throck, I hate to, well, I hate to agree with you, but the material plane is strange. What about these nuts? <laughs> Everybody was thinking it. Is that a general from history? Yeah. Hmm. General these nuts. <laughs> yeah, and there's also an honorific term. There's this honorific, I'm going to roll with deception too. There's an honorific term, and, and you want to help me? <laughs> well, I probably have to. You, you want to help me? Yeah. I'm going to roll a deception check to say there's an honorific term called <laughs> gobble. So you, you, we would call you gobble these nuts if we really wanted to be, like, honorific on the <laughs> material plane. 
That's a 26. Well, should I ever find the spirit of these nuts, I shall honor them and gobble them. <laughs> Most gracious of you, Dees. <laughs> But you see, Decius says, in, in regards to Atheus, I did not know Atheus personally before he was sundered. However, I did know the spirit of the sword vaguely. I wielded it once. After the sundering, I used it a little bit before passing it on to mortal hands. Uh, not my particular strong suit. Not so much of war and peace, I am more of oaths, duty. Um, did you talk to him? Or talk to him? Often. We would have chats. I mean, it still was a sentient weapon. Right. Did Did he make... Sense when you. I was about to ask the same thing. She's too. Did Mo like make any sense when he talked to you, or was he just like? It seems like parables, and it seems. Or like, like the magnificence of like the universe too much for your human brain to comprehend. Anyway, you want to play like uh, rock paper scissors? Well, like that was that was Mo. It's almost. I loved him. It's almost. It's almost <laughs> like Mo was just zoomed out mm. so far. Yeah. You know. But sometimes so zoomed in that it was crazy. There was never a happy medium. Sometimes when powerful spirits inhabit an artifact of any kind, they may not be a whole entity. They may be, and this is most cases, it may just be a fraction of what it used to be. So it speaks in vague... Yes, it did speak vaguely. It spoke in parables and, um, what almost sounded like an attempted poetry. He. he. Not done it. He, this is our friend Mo yes. you're talking about right now. That's not nice. Sorry, I only knew the soul. Him. Oh, okay. Him. That's fine. Scarlet's like, <laughs> arms crossed, like super defensive, like, that's a friend. Don't call him it. <laughs> him two questions this mark on our hand what is it well to be honest with you i have never seen that before but the script is a form of celestial that was adapted from draconic actually they can do that well sure well, time to be alive <laughs> The dragons, I'm not sure how familiar you are with dragons in your world. Met one dragon that was not in my world. He was a little guy. That's oh, two dragons. Well, no. Yeah. I want one and a half dragons. <laughs> one was dead and one was a pixie it's dragon. It's fair to give We it also kind of met one that wasn't totally, was it a dragon? Jabberwock, you know? Yeah, that's th two and a half then? I feel like that was that's just a big the half, snake. I guess. Maybe a whole two Something. because there was oh, a yeah. half and a half. Well, I... No, not of this creature, but what I do know about the Draconic kind is they've actually been here a little bit longer than even us. Well, to this plane, anyway. Uh, you see, the way that our 
extended planes do not act in the same way that the material planes do. Material planes are created and destroyed on whims or by fate or by the universe, however it may be. Every other plane exists as it would time, space, and everything else. So when a new world comes into existence, it and the things that live on it are there first, and eventually over time, its influence is a powerful enough source for the rest of the planes to creep in and kind of border the world and influence and interact with it. Think of it like a playground for every other plane, but instead of a playground, it's more of like a, well, a new opportunity to learn, grow, destroy, etc., depending on where you're from. And as he says that, he looks with sharp eyes down at the devil who wraps its fingertips together. Yes, destroy is one of the things that we have in common, but that's why all the planes interact with material planes. All energies influence it so that there is a balance on that world. You see, without it, we devils would be able to take over any planet we deem fit. <laughs> we would have nothing else to take over, and, well, then we would just start fighting amongst ourselves, as we have been doing since the beginning of our era. Does my devil react to that? Can I... Can I roll... Mm. I don't know. I guess I kind of want to roll like a history or check or something like that to see if I know. Like, because if, if, if there's a devil in Island 13, Crexus knows about him. Okay. So can I can I see if I recognize this devil? Make a history check. Can my little devil dude look at this guy? Does he know him? Also? <laughs> 14. 21. 21. 14. 21. You know a lot of devils that has worked with. Um, Maledesis, one of them. He was actually a general in the army that conquered a lot of the land in the name of Capital. Um, you know a few more by deed than you do name, but this one does not ring a bell. Throck... Not, not something that has ever rattled around in the brain. You've never worked with him, never heard of him. Um, but you do know about him, his being a horn devil. He has been in the game for a little while. He has been here for at least a few thousand years. With the 21 over here, um, Yovan does know this devil. Um, this devil in particular, Throck, um, formerly, when Jovan knew him, he was a devil that had dealings with Crexus, um, but he was a newer contract E, quote-unquote, meaning that he made a deal with Crexus to be able to travel to the material plane to reap on mortal souls. Of course, there's guidelines that go with that for each devil that's signed with Crexus to be able to come to the material plane, because that's the only devil they can talk to to get there. So, when... Now that he's with these other entities and locked up, you have no idea, because Yovan only knew him as that, but... Yeah, and something clearly didn't work out for him to end up here. Right. So, and I think when Yvonne shows me this stuff, it's like he shows it in like a, 
like I see Yvonne's memories. Like our eyes both like glow. This, like my eyes go that tiger color, you know. And then like I see those memories, and I'll just be like, "Did something go bad with your contract with Crexus?" Just in front of everybody. Let's just say I wasn't prepared for the tax on the souls I could reap. I got yeah, he, he likes uh, he likes having his cake and eating it too. <laughs> that is a great mortal way of putting it. Mm. Okay, well I guess enemy of my enemy, right? Is my friend. But you see that, like all devils would, he kind of like wraps his fingers around his trident and just kind of looks at you with opportunity more than he does with friendship. Of course, <laughs> I look at him the same way. <laughs> Sky looks him like a friend. Oh, dude, Scarlet's gonna talk. Scarlet's gonna chise him. <laughs> chise the demons. Talk no jitsu. Honestly, yeah, let's make him our friend. Let's make it so That's that we can hang out with all of these people. How many of these mechanical things are here? It's just the one large one that. Oh, there's only one? I thought there were a bunch of little mechanical dudes. Oh, the Modrons, yeah, yes. The Modrons. No, the Modrons are all there. They have not said a word. They, they have all just been sitting there with what look to be um, these scrolls. Uh, regular parchment scrolls, but the edges of them are constantly moving with gears that keep turning. And as they turn, you see that they're floating there. And with each turn of the gear, the page kind of extends and rolls out. And they keep writing, and they keep writing, and they keep writing. So are they just like a... Just following us? Yeah, they're just like recording, like they're just like... You see every now and then, uh, I'll just say with a passive insight above 12, you get the sense that they're writing what you're saying. Uh, Because every time that they're like done writing something, one of them will look up and then look down. And then they'll keep writing. And then one of them will look up and then look down. Like, and they'll keep writing. Almost like... I can't think of it. The, the the people in court that keep record yeah. of everything that's being stenographer. said. Stenographer. Stenographer. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they're like stenographifying. I just want to like... like if that's a word. They're writing down like the 50 crimes they've committed. So it's, it's <laughs> free freedom. <laughs> Yo, just, like, I don't... We mm, freedom. I want to just like go and like kind of like just look at one as it like looks at me and just kind of like poke its little forehead. Does it do anything or does it just keep writing? This one in particular stops writing... Um, for a moment. May I help you? I must get back to work. We... Oh, man, you can talk. <laughs> I have a mouth. Wow, I didn't know if you used it. You hadn't yet. So, I was just thinking, we helped you get out of there. What are you doing now? Where are you trying to go? Who are you? <laughs> we are the Modrons. We file reports for the universe. The universe? That's crazy, man. <laughs> All of you do? Like, elaborate on that. Like, a the whole bit. of the everything and all of it? <laughs> yeah, there's an angel and a devil, and then there's like, everything. who are you guys? <laughs> Angels and devils keep peace between good and evil. We write the laws and history of everything that happens in your world. Oh, and man. in every world. You're breaking my brain. I don't there's... know how I feel about wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. I don't like these. Everything? Our unit Everywhere? was. <laughs> all at once? You're all writing it down? You see, it goes, oh my. Ever since your world was established and founded by Mechanicus, we have established ourselves to write its history. You're that was really the... did a fucked up job. Hey. No, no, wait, you're, you've just been watching? Yes. 
this come some kind of social experiment you see, for you? <laughs> you hear another one pipe up. Sir, I believe you mean Mechanus. Mechanus? Yes. Apologies. Being away from my home plane for an extended time like we have has fried my connection to the plane. Oh, that's your plane? Mechanus? Mechanus. I think I know this from last time. I looked him up because I knew what Modrons were with a nat 20. Yep. yep. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, my brain doesn't really wrap around it, but apparently it's like a, the, the universe police or something crazy, but I, my brain just don't get the understanding of, like, You're infinity, so it's hard. We I, Nika are, looks at them like, we are universe police. Universe is hard for my brain to comprehend, like, so I just... Put them it's, out of there, my thoughts. It's at least 70% war crimes. Like how'd they, we, see, like, how'd we, they get uh, you? How'd they get you? You're universe police. We are not necessarily the police, more so the archivists of um, the universe. But we do have combat and defense capabilities. However, we are mostly dispatched with expeditionary units sent through the break between planes. Hmm. In this current age where the break between planes is happening, we are able to come through. Mm. And by force, they did. And he's just, you see that at this point, he's kind of like scrolling back to quote what they've already written. So are you, do you each have names, or are you all just the Modron? We are the Modron. I am unit 00777487706. I'm gonna call you Seven. <laughs> You see another one pipes up. I am seven. Fuck. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. You're... Zero seven. Can I, uh, I take out, like, a little, little tiny... Oh, I take out an extra pin that I have, and I just give him it. I don't put it on to him. I just give it to him, and I give it to him what he's writing it on, and I say, here, hold this. This is just so how we'll distinguish you specifically. You would like me to wear this as an identifier? Yes. Oh, I have a better idea. Hmm. I'm gonna... Take out a residual booze sticker. Oh, perfect. And perfect. peel it and place it right on his little forehead there. You see, it's one large eye just looks up at it. Can we call you Dot Res? <laughs> Will this be removed? Am I under your arrest? No. No, no, just so we can make, we can make, find you quickly. And then we will remove it. You're not under arrest. We're helping you. We're trying to free you. Understood. I had it. I just had it in the plate. Like I never leave. You may call me <laughs> Residual Booze. Awesome. R B. If that helps. And then I think Nico like looks over. Where's the fucking fairy? Um. You see that it is currently uh, filing its nails with a tiny little metal file that it uh, just Somehow found. Just found, I guess. It's from Scarlet's bag. It's from Scarlet's bag. You see Scarlet's nail file. Actually, yeah. No, you see Scarlet's nail file. Hey, what the heck, man? Sorry, I had to use it. That's okay. You don't take care of your nails, you're in big trouble. Oh, no, no. Rule of hospitality. We can help her out. Um, You did get me out of jail. That's true, that's true. And then I'm going to, like, sit down and, like, grin because we're both, you know, fae. And then I'm just going to say, so, what's your stake in all this? You just riding along with us? You going to help? Yeah. You know, you get deployed from the unsealing court. You got to come here. 
everything's fine. You're a top secret agent. I'm actually the double agent of our force, but that's neither here nor there. I wouldn't expect any less. Like, you told us that really easy. What's up, Scarlet? Wait, you're a double agent? Does that mean you're like not even good? Wait, so you you were from the Unsealy Court, but you were like you're a double agent. For the Sealy, and but you're a double but giving, agent. But giving but Sealy information, Sealy Court information to someone else because they're double agents. So, so wait, who do are you, you giving information Sealy? to? So you're a chaos junkie. So who well, when we got deployed here, I went all the way to LAE headquarters and offered up my services as a magic caster to the LAE. Mm-hmm. You you went by choice. And offered oh, no, that was my mission. Oh, you I'm were... really good in subterfuge. You don't understand. Oh, you were sent oh. out undercover to the Clearly. L.A.E. So mm-hmm. you're a double agent to the L.A.E. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was about oh, to, yeah. like, beat your little pixie butt. <laughs> no. I don't fist fight. He's still in me. Oh. And... <laughs> I thought she was going to say, don't try me. But now she's like, don't fucking hit me. I can turn you into a squirrel, but please don't punch me. <laughs> No, you're good, as long as you're not working for the LAE, because they're pieces of poop. What's your name? My name is Shalia. Are we almost to the... <laughs> so, yeah. as... Yeah, this this ride... So what's happening is the Minutemen are chasing. They're gaining, but at a very slow pace. Because their carts, while lighter and faster, this thing takes large strides and just moves across the bridge. It's made to get there and get back. Um, now... As you get out of this thing, and you are getting out of this thing, you see the Minutemen begin to kind of... The way that their carts are set up, you see that they have the main wagon where most of their people are, and then you see about two to three seats on either side of the wagon itself where they're not sitting. They're kind of standing on like a little platform with a wooden wall kind of there to lean against, and they have their arcane blasters ready at the front, and they begin shooting at you. Unfortunately, at this range, they're only hitting the large backside of this carriage. Hey, Scarlet, can you ask Tito to flip this shit and reverse it and kick it? Hey, Tito, can you flip, put the thing down, flip it, then reverse it? (laughs) Everybody else get off. I pull the Modron and everyone else off the ride. All right. Um, you see Tio uh, goes and he says, go ahead, go back, and at the speed you were. Affirmative, returning to prison. So you see that it goes, and in the spot it kind of, almost like tank treads would spin something in place neutral steering. You watch as the legs just begin to kind of walk, and the wheels on the cart are kind of like, um on a swivel at this point, and when it starts walking sideways, the entire cart just begins to shift and rotate, and then it begins just to walk back. You then see uh, Minutemen jumping off the bridge into the ocean and sw- swimming back to shore. Nice. Nice. Okay. okay. That works. That's good. Where's the whip? Run to Seamus. How'd the mission go? Uh... Can we go? We need to go. Come on, go home, Seamus. Is Cecil here? We can go quick. Oh, yeah, no. Cecil's right there. Awesome. Is the tree big enough? We brought a whole bunch of big people. Here's the thing. It's big enough for all of you. 
It's not big enough for me, so I am going to take the whip, and I'm going to take it <laughs> as fast as I can out of here, back to Duskmoon? Yeah, I'm gonna yes. take a nap. I'm going home. I'm tired. I don't like this. I hate hey, it. That feel, just sucked. People feel, are mean there. People are mean. I fucking hate it. Uh, Sister, you are telling me nothing I don't already know about this city, but we'll dish about it later. Feel free to uh, look around the shop if you get back to Duskmore before I do. Look, I'm, I'm, you know, trying to do the thing like you're doing. So any tips and tricks would be... What was your name again? Uh, Theo. I owe you dinner, Theo. And he hops (laughs) in. You see, you you hear, he hears workshop and free use of it and he goes, (laughs) Okay. Uh, and he just hops in like, and twist my arm about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> say less. Um, he hops in the whip, and you hear it power up. The engine begins to whir, and the sphere on the back, the little ring, you can actually see this thin red line, almost like a toaster or a heater would when it heats up, goes around the edge of this uh, sphere. Um, and as the sphere begins to roll, you see any gravel on the edge of it as it goes up towards that, it just incinerates and leaves it so it has free spin without getting caught in traction, and he begins to peel out of there. The rest of you walk through the tree portal and arrive back in Duskmoor, the tree in the center of town, or towards the center of town, I would say, uh, I would assume. Where would, where would you have, like, a lot of trees in the city? Would you just, have a park? I always imagine Duskmoor itself as, like, being wooded, like, like an almost eerie, um... Uh, oh, the town from the Headless Horseman movie. Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Oh, very yeah. Sleepy yes. Hollow-esque. Okay. That's okay. what I'm envisioning. It's giving... It's giving the, the, Sleepy Hollow. The bits of civilization are broken up by lots of yes, trees. Yes, that's what I'm envisioning. And with the fog and the dusk yeah. that kind of comes over the town, it is definitely, and especially without the moonlight right now, it is a very eerie setting coming back. You walk through the tree, and the mist on the ground seems to almost recoil before you as you step out. And as you do, the mist kind of gives way as your eyes adjust, and the city is alight again, and seems to be almost in normal function at this point. Seems like that Valentino's been hard at work in the hours that you've been gone, and that he's fled the uh, prison just to get you in. Anyone have, like, soup? Like, what, what's step one? We're back. Anyone have thing they want to do, like, right this second? Uh, I think that you need to go to bed, little tank. Oh, uh, can I do some before I go to bed first? Uh, can we all do some before bed? All right, you can have thirty extra minutes. Yeah, I mean I'm an adult, but like, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I still don't want to like you know disrespect you as my elder, so like I I'm don't. I'm just kidding. Okay. What do you What do you want to do? Uh, I was gonna see. I wanted us all to gather in the courtyard behind my house, and I was going to do something like a little, like okay. a little. Um, Team building exercise, kind of. All right, okay. every, uh, all prisoners, and what's his name? Tio. Yes. Tio, all of you, let's go. Where are we going? Oh, you just heard the courtyard. Oh, yeah. Standing right I here. guess everybody. Well, can we can't. Come. We can't just all right. walk off into okay. the fucking castle. Fine. Do I? Have, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> no, by the way, Tio is an enemy of the state. <laughs> Yeah, you're Since in it, I'm you're in it now, dude. You've been Do you guys well, want my weapons or what? Uh, well, I'm still charmed, by the way. Well, I still completely trust you, but yes. Fine. And you watch as he 
Hand you his blaster. Yes. Hand you awesome. his side blaster. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Tori's over here laughing her ass. Do you have, <laughs> like, um, like, uh, uh, handcuffs or anything like that? I have shackles, yes. Ooh, can I see them real quick? He pulls out a pair of dimensional shackles. <laughs> There's keys for this, right? Dimensional shackles? <laughs> it's a magic lock. You just have a magic command word to lock and unlock them. Okay. Oh, what's that? I, uh, I, like, bring Tori in real close, and I say, Hey, Tori, yeah. I'm going to shackle him to you so he can't run away. Also... Plus, we have knock. We can always get I, the dog. I but that way, him, he cannot run. I take sure. him by the shoulders while they're whispering, and I say, Come over here also, and I give him a change of clothes, and I take his Minuteman uniform. And, right. and I take that for my own personal use later. That <laughs> violates the Geneva Convention. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... You, like you I said, a, just uh, pages and pages of war I know. <laughs> we are not having a good track record. But while he's taking his uniform and violating no, Geneva No, 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 I take him in the room and I say, here's a change of clothes, there's a lot of blood, you were sweating, I get it, clean up. Just imagine Nikas who's like, getting dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't watch Close it, off. No, I need that fucking uniform. Dude, I can do work with right. that. But, but when he does... Tio is about seven and a half, eight feet tall. <laughs> I can wear time. that. Well, you're about six, nine. If it's too big, that's easier than if it's too small. Um, you know what I'm saying, though? That's a uniform. That's, that's power. Oh, I need to see what Maggie's uh, been up to with the uh, contractor's mantle well, I have, as well. I have to call her and make her come here. As soon as he uh, comes outside in his change of clothes... Um, Scarlet's going to, like, be like, all right, one thing, first thing, actually, we need, you need to give your sister a hug. No matter how mad you are, you need to, like, just one hug, just start hugging it out. Step one. Come on. Really? Yeah, one hug, that's all. Bring it in. bro. I haven't seen you in 20 years, man. Yeah. Just one hug. This show is... from what I understand, you don't appreciate what Dad did for you. What dad did for me? Hey, can I... Alright, alright, before we have any more... Dad sold me! Before we have any more conversation, let's get one hug out of the way, okay? Just one real quick little hug. Fine. Sweet. comes in for a hug. I don't want to hug this man. As soon as he starts coming in for a hug, though, I I put the the shackles on the both of them, and I'm like, alright, you guys are cuffed together. Work your problems out. You guys are sister and brother. You fucked up. That's not cool to say that. Tori got sold by her dad. You say work out your problems and Tori is going to punch her brother. That's fair. You make deserve that. Roll. This, I'm going to say make an attack person. roll and uh, uh, yeah, damage use your breaks, dex modifier, not your strength modifier. Damage breaks attack, uh, charm person, but that's okay because the shackles are on mm-hmm. and that's all I wanted. I don't think I don't think Tori just, gives a shit. You know, <laughs> well, I don't know. Mm, you'll see. Uh, that's uh, 10. Without his armor on? Um, it doesn't hit. You watch as you go to attack him, you miss. He snaps out of it either way. No. no. Okay, only if he takes him. damage. She's yeah. gonna punch him again. <laughs> You're gonna swing again? Okay. Regardless, so Scarlet's just like watching as they're handcuffed together now, and she's just like, I mean, that's one way to search your problems out. <laughs> he's a minute, man. Okay, you watch as he's like... After like four <laughs> tries, it's like kid, like... Kid it's yeah, definitely. He's like, up, so he's like, never been in this situation, but he's like fighting you all. Slap him across yeah, the face. It's really it's messy because they're cuffed, so they can't... Like, Tori just cannot get a hit on. The Mojin She just uses her left hand. The Mojin like writing down the notes of the fight, like <laughs> it's, they missed, they missed. And they then missed. these mortals got into a a physical disagreement. It's like it's like shut up, shut up. It didn't hurt that much. Just stop. stop. Um, you slap him. He stops, and he s- takes a deep breath. And as he exhales, you are lucky you got me out of my uniform and away 
from my sending stone. You are nothing without that uniform. Oh, she told you. You think you're so great. Oh, look at me in my Sunday best. Just a little fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Betrayed your family. Yeah, and you said mean things to Tori. Tori didn't deserve that. You're just as bad as dad. Yeah, your dad sucks. Kind of like a minute man, really. Dad. Dad is the one that got us out of the situation we were in. I joined the academy shortly after you left. I left. I got sold. Well, I didn't know that. Your fortune that you got, that was on the blood of your sister. And her suffering, you jerk. Scarlet, please! Sorry, I'm trying to hype you up. Can I just insight check to see if he really didn't know anything? Yeah. As you're doing that, he says, What are you talking about? The school you went to was for magically talented youth that was beyond the capabilities of any normal caster. You had a gift and an opportunity. What are you talking about? I didn't have a choice. You got to choose to volunteer. I didn't have a choice. I was forced to kill people at like 14 years old. You think I wanted to do that? You think I wanted to use my magic to kill people? They're enemies of the state. Doesn't mean that you should kill them. Look. Don't look me. Fine. What do we do now then? I'm not letting either of you out until you both fix your problems. This is much for both of you. Not just, I mean, I know I said it's just for him, but like, Tori is your brother. He did some fuck shit and he doesn't even know half of what is happening with your family. So like, maybe talk to him instead of just like yelling and punching him. He probably don't even know what's going on. And you need to stop being such a jerk to your sister because she's been through hell and back for your family and you do, she does not deserve the disrespect you're showing her right now. So I need both of you to get your family shit sorted out. Your dad's kind of a jerk and your mom got fucking tased to, by your Minuteman friends. What? I don't even know she's okay. Last I heard Tori just said she hit the ground. What? You should go check on her. Your, our dad is the one who turned me in. And he got mom tased. Who knows if she's even alive? You feel good about that? No, they, they, they told me about this. This is, ju- this is just pro- propaganda. You guys have been brainwashed by propaganda. them, haven't you? Why what you spell ask- have you cast Why on them? Why don't you ask Tallulah? Hey, listen, you let me take a nap and I can prove it to you. I, well, I got a 23. I've just been watching him as everyone's been fucking he, tearing him apart. He looks like <laughs> someone that was at a stage in youth when Tori was sold that he didn't quite understand what was happening. He's older than he, oh, that's right. He was older than Tori. But, but Tori he was, was a still, child child. Well, Tori was a child child, but he was like... Fifth, oh. or Well, yeah, but Theo but Tio he, was like... He was like just going to the military? He was, yeah, he was is. like 18, 20-ish, like going, like thinking about doing this, like thinking about what to do with his life, yada, 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 when this happened. And so when this happened, um, from what your family was telling you at dinner also... Tio basically joined the Minutemen out of being like, okay, well, if Tori... Because when your parents explained it, they were told, oh, well, Tori's going to a private school for magic youth. Those who could see read between the lines could. Those who couldn't, couldn't. You did say that he's not very wise. Tio's so. not. It's, he is, he's wise enough to know, like, 
you know, if he's being scammed, shit like that, like, very simple things. But, like, to read in on a situation that's, like, extremely complex. Oh, your sister's going to boarding school because she's talented. Right. In his mind, he's like, oh, well, if she's doing service, so am I. That's, I'll make that decision. I'll give you this. I didn't realize that it was a corrupt-ass organization until they had me cut my own tail off. Oh, is that what I found in your bag? You don't have your tail? It's not there. I get it. They hid a lot of secrets. It's a sneaky organization, that's their whole thing. Make everybody thinks it's all sunshine and rainbows while they're torturing kids. But do not tell me it's propaganda. That our father sold me. And probably had my sister arrested. She's with us, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's been behind Tori this whole time. And to, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tallulah's like the oldest, right? Yeah, she's the oldest. Yeah. So she's actually just a smidge, like an inch, maybe two taller than Tori. But she's just kind of behind her right now with the look of like, if this wasn't a discussion right now, I would royally kick the shit out of you. She's got the look that she may even like hospitalize this man. She's very mad. She's furious. Theo this entire time has just been like, oh, what? Oh, well, you know. Okay. <laughs> Nigga's just watching. Um, Doing that inside check. But yeah, you get the sense with all that, though. He doesn't really understand what he's saying. He went through all of his most formative adult years believing in one thing. Because that's what he was trained to believe in. True patriot. Quote unquote, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you also get the sense that during this conversation, he does also show not bits of regret, but bits of like listening to you and listening to what is being said. Can I turn that insight check as well on Tori? And because she's like, she's Nika's big sister. This is her big brother. What's Tori? Like, what can I gauge from Tori? Uh, with a 23? Yeah. What can. Nika gauge from you at the moment. What are you specifically looking for? I just want to know. I mean, I know you're, you're hurt, state? but like, you know, yeah, just like, what do I, what would I, what do I get? I just want to look at you. Um, you're right. watching like years and years of like her trying to convince herself that everything was okay and like realizing that it wasn't and like understand, understanding, but also like anger. <laughs> Um, that he was so ignorant of it. I think it's kind of like that anime thing where, like, the my eyes get shattered over by my hat. And I think I'm just going to, like, wait until everyone's kind of done and, like, kind of leaves him to think about this. Because <laughs> I want to say something to him alone. So, real quick. One thing I just want to say is I feel like this... I feel like there's shit nobody knows, right? Like, I feel like... Tolula, you seem the most, like, tuned in on what's going on. Tori, you seem really fucking tuned in. You don't know shit, man. And I, I feel like... <laughs> you don't know shit, man. Oh, Scarlet Cloak's top ten. <laughs> the rest of us, like, I don't know. I feel like we don't really know everything going on either. So, you let me take a nap tonight. I got this thing I can do, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Tolula, I feel like you're going to have, like, a whole list of things to add to your conspiracy stuff. I'm conspiracy brain with you, but in the morning we are going to we are going to like freaking dissect what's going on. Okay, we're gonna do a Tory family meeting and we're gonna get answers. I'm I'm gonna just 
put my hand on Scarlet's shoulders like, you're doing great, honey. I'm going to kiss her on the forehead, and I'm going to go to my shop. Thank you, Grandpapa. <laughs> Okay. But before you leave, I have one more thing I wanted us to do, just okay. as like a friend. Oh, yeah, the ritual. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it's just a team-building exercise, but I think you guys are going to like it. And as you all follow Scarlet for this team-building exercise, we're going to take a quick break. Hey there. Did you know that you can find the Mon Squad on various social media platforms? Learn more about the characters, check out our official art, or just keep up to date with us. We're on Twitter... Blue Sky, and Instagram, all under the handle MonSquadDnd. That's M-O-N-S-Q-U-A-D-D-N-D. And now, back to the show. So, where exactly do you have everyone gather, Scarlet? Um, I, I said we were going to gather in, like, the main behind-the-house yard area like what i i don't know what the proper term for like a chateau or a castle back garden yard the chateau's is. gardens yeah sure but we're gonna go to the outskirts right where the grassy knoll meets like the tree line mm -hmm. and on the edge of that tree line is there like a pond or any kind of water source that might be dangerous for my father i know <laughs> oh you know running water is dangerous there's pond a lake is not. though okay there is a small what you would consider like the tiniest lake you've okay, ever seen. Okay, yeah, yeah, just a tiny little pond, essentially. Yeah. That's all I need. And I'm gonna go to where, like, the pond and the tree line is, and I'm gonna have every everyone's, just whoever's following is following, and I'm just like, all right, guys, we're here. We're well, here. Uh, what, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? Yeah, you, oh, you man. brought us out here? I did. I'm gonna show... Okay, so first off, I know it's been so long. I mean, depending on how you look at it, it's been either months or years. Um, do you guys remember the friend we had, the Little Oak? That big, gigantic yeah. tree from the Fairlong? Yeah, Will's Treehouse. Yeah, yeah, remember how he died a horrific and terrible burning death? It was awful to watch. Yeah, and it was really... Yeah, Veronica did that. Yeah, it was super traumatic, and it really fucked us up for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, he when he died, he dropped this acorn, and oh, yeah. I've been holding on to it for a while and waiting for the right time, and I was like, you know, we're here, we got the time, I figure I planted here on our, on our land, maybe he'll... Maybe maybe he can leave again through this acorn. I think that's a great idea. Y'all want to help me dig a hole? Let's do it. <laughs> I'm going to pull a small spade out of my uh, satchel of holding and dig like a little... Uh, How big for the giant Yeah, a little, little hole, probably <laughs> yeah. like, you know, probably eight, nine inches down or so. I mean, it's going to be a big tree, mm -hmm. so it needs yeah. to be rooted deep. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, and <clears throat> just dig that up and look at Scarlet and... I right. gingerly place the big old acorn in there, and I cover it with dirt, and I'm like, okay, little friend, I'm sorry it took so long, but I didn't want to plant you in, like, hell, hell spawn existence, so. Mm -hmm. Any water poured in there? Uh, I'm actually going to take out, um, I know this is kind of fucked, but I have some holy water that I'm going to uh, douse uh, the acorn in and just kind of, like, give it a nice little pat with the shovel. <laughs> okay. I'm going to pour a little bit of that water that lets animals talk. <laughs> Couldn't okay. Little Oak already talk? Little Oak uh, could vaguely talk. Sweet. Okay. In, the same way that, more in, smart. in the same way that Groot could talk. But yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah, you're, you're the, increasing the they we're about to make him. We're about to right. make uh, him into the, the willow from Pocahontas. Where, oh my <laughs> god, you're right. Oh, I have with the just around water. the riverbed. <laughs> Tori has the, you know, speak, leaf, or leaf and beast speak or whatever, so she's gonna, like, 
but pat the little acorn that she just put in and be like, grow strong. <laughs> Ooh, Scarlet, do you think you might leave, uh, like a few tree around to attend to, uh... Oh, you know, this is our favorite thing to do, actually, is, like, sing in the circle, so I'm gonna just do that, and I open up my nice. locket, and I let all my tree, my 21 tree out of my locket, so that they can take a little circle for him around the, the seedling, yeah. or the, the seed. Okay. <clears throat> be like, hey, little buddies, this your friend, or I don't know if you were friends, but he's from your world, or your dimension. He's from where you're from, and he needs to grow big and strong. Can you sing him little happy songs, make him grow big and strong? They do their little, like, wiggly little dances, mushroom guys, because uh-huh. they have no arms or legs. They're just fungus. <laughs> I love them. Um, but they have little, like, faces on their stalks. And as they kind of, like, move their way over, they all form, like, and, and this is... They, 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 they acknowledge what you say, um, for sure. Uh, but it also seems almost like a excited reaction to do so, as if, like, oh, we do this all the time. It's time to make a face <laughs> This circle. is what we're made for. Yeah, we're trying to sing cool. around the face circle, but they don't realize it's a tree yet. Um, so they gather around, and they begin to sing. And as they do, uh, a different type of energy kind of comes out of them, one that would resemble something that if it was a face circle... This is the energy that we would see. You kind of just see this kind of like pink haze around them. And there's little, uh, as a, you know, like insects will kind of come by and stop and gather and uh, things like that as they're singing. And frogs and, and, and other small, tiny beasts and creatures. All my uh, friends. Um, and Jeffrey. And, and Jeffrey, yeah. And Jeffrey. Jeffrey just like, over. Jeffrey's just like chewing on some grass nearby. Good boy. <laughs> Uh, but you do plant the tree. You set up its kind of little shrine, if you will. What do you guys want to do now? Oh, I mean, I'm just going to take a nap, I guess. If I have nothing, gonna, there's nothing else to do. I'm going to head to the uh, shop and holler at Seamus. Uh, I also want to see if Maggie's made her way uh, here yet. And if not, I'm going to give myself a little tattoo and... Send a sending spell. Actually, before I lay down for a long rest, I would like Grandpapa to tap me up again with a spider flower. Oh yeah, you got it. And then, <clears throat> you know, before our long rests, I would like I would like to do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I give you. It's very similar to the one before, but I'm gonna say let's pick a different color this time. What do What do you want? To, what do you want to be this time? Oh, let's do like a. Deep dark purple, because I got light purple skin, so I might look real cool. I like that. That's good. That's good. So I give her a nice purple flower with a little uh, black widow kind of wisping down from it. Sweet. Uh, that'll that'll uh, help you out. You know, uh, it's a it's not much healing, but it's a little bit of healing. Hey, and... healing is healing. That helped Tori last time. Yep. Um, and after uh, after I do that, I'm gonna give myself a. Uh, sending spell just in case uh, I can't find Maggie on the grounds. Okay. And then I go to the <clears throat> castle and I'm just gonna like skim through some books about my gem gems that I'm looking for while everyone else does their own mm-hmm. stuff tonight. And then I'm going to lay down for my long rest whenever everyone does. Okay. What will you be doing during all this time until long rest? She's just gonna sit down right where we planted the acorn, and like, even if her brother doesn't sit down, her arms in the air, she's just sitting there, like. <laughs> he goes to cross, and then he realizes he can't, and he just puts one hand on his hip, and he's just like. 
on on my way uh, to the shop, I'm gonna stop and look at Tori, and then look at Tio, and I'm gonna. Go, ha! <laughs> I'm gonna. Then Tori's I'm just gonna, gonna flip you off yeah, with her free hand. <laughs> okay. Oh, and when Scarlet does see them at some point, she does let everyone know she has individual rooms on that floor that we talked about for everyone to set up in. The only thing, it's fully furnished, the only thing missing is like your own decorations. But everyone has their own private room in my castle now. So, what are you doing during this time? We're going to bed? In the time between us planting the tree and going to bed, what are you doing? We're back on the grounds at Duskmore, so we're kind of like... I think I just take some time with uh, Yvonne to just piece together some more information with Devil-like stuff. Just, like, learn more about what he knows and, like, take time and learn from him. And then, like, you know, go to bed like everybody else. Okay. Theo. Starting with you. Alright, so, um... Before, uh, before I depart from the Celestial and the Devil... Mm-hmm. I want to go up to each... I want to go... I'm assuming they're just kind of hanging out together. Yeah. Like, swapping war stories like they did in the in the cages. Like, you know, this one time. <laughs> All of the interplanar <laughs> beings are kind of hanging out in the same spot. Yeah, yeah. They don't... You get the sense that these guys in particular are all part of the same quote-unquote unit they've been talking okay. about. So they... Yeah, they don't... Right now they're just resting, recuperating. You see the angel is doing a bit of healing on his uh, wounds and stuff. Okay. Uh, I'm going to walk up to that group, and I'm just going to kind of be like, Welcome to the Chateau Von Nightshade. Um, the only people who know you are here are us. So feel free to use the grounds as you need. My son is the lord of this place, um, Valentino. Um, if you require anything, he can help you out. Also, the shop is over here. So, um, if you, the Modrons, if you want to come hang out with me, um, you can. Also, um, Throck. Yes. Are you aware of the connection of the LAE and Crixus and the Shadow Government, the Golden Rule, all that stuff? I'm not sure exactly why Crexus decided to work with all these mortal wizards. No, I'm not familiar. But I do know that after the sundering of Aetheus, these mages defected from their former calling and, well, they had their own ambitions and ideas for what the world should be, mm. now that it is what it is. Okay. And they sided with Crexus. As they had similar goals, I presume. Power. Maybe. Mm. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to look at Decius. Are you familiar with my friend, mm, associate, Julian and Edwina? They're in the celestial realm. They're as... from this plane originally, but... Yes, as a matter of fact, um, our group, um, well, we were not a part of this, but we knew those who facilitated their escape from the hells where they were being kept by Crexus back up to the celestial heavens. I, I do believe this Julian you speak of, although I do not know him personally, I believe he was the intermediary between the contacts on the celestial plane and him and those down there that need to be freed. Mm. Some of ours included, mind you. Uh, do you have a way to get in touch with him, talk to him? Could send a spell to him, I suppose. Okay. Just 
let him know what's going on down here, and um, you can P.S. Fuck you. <laughs> Love, Theo. All right. I will never understand mortal terms of endearment. <laughs> and then he sends that message off to Julian. Okay. Um, let me know when he gets back to you. I'll, uh... He likes to take his time with things. Right. Yeah. I will let you know. It mm. doesn't seem that he's responded just yet. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'll be at the shop. Let me know when he gets in touch with you, okay? Sounds good. I will um, find your shop. All right. Thanks. And I'm going to head towards the shop. Okay. Scarlet. Yes. You find yourself in the study. And you want to research the Choking Fields and the Armada Isles? Yeah, I mean, I kind of already have a lot of information. It's really just like flipping through and gathering any gathering any kind of relevant, basically, f- lore information so that when I'm there, I have an easier time navigating, you know? Okay. Pretty much I'm doing my research and studying. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I'll say make a general either history check or just intelligence check. Can my crystal horsey help? It can. Sweet. Okay, I'm going with history because I'm proficient in it. Uh, 23. 23. Um, okay. Going through both books that you have there, um, w- one of them, the one for the Choking Fields, the Choking Fields doesn't have a whole lot of um, exterior knowledge other than what you see in text, like normal text that civilians would see where it says, you know, eventually the... Uh, the choking fields were essentially, when capital was established, they were already there. Um, and has ever since been a place of interest and research, but has been too dangerous to actually traverse. So this city has always tried to find ways to actually go in there and figure out what's going on. However, in this journal in particular, your dad wrote this, and you see notes in particular of, um, like where it says, uh, was established before the city of capital, basically. Like, the, the city of capital was established and the choking fields were already there. Right next to that, it says, how did capital make this happen? You know, question mark. Yeah. In tiny text. And then kind of sub-notes like that throughout this book that lead you to believe that this isn't a natural thing that's happened. Yeah. Something's caused this. Um, and then you see just an individual question kind of, like, written down at the bottom of the journal where he's kind of questioning whether or not anyone could have survived that happening because there's been civilizations there forever. Uh, the Armada Isles book, though, as it you flip through, you do see one uh, mention of an admiral. Uh, admiral Whalen is the name that you see. And amongst this, it goes into more details about the governing body of the city itself, or the islands, islands themselves. Each island sort of has its own governing force, whether that be decided by the people, haven't already established, etc. But the entire island is protected by a fleet of freelance privateers and pirates, publicly known. And by fleet, I mean probably like five fleets combined into one mega fleet. Scarlet retains all this information, does her nighttime reading, flipping through as she lays in bed, and I'm I'm not going to make a decision. I'm actually going to let the party make a decision on which one they prefer to go to, because Scarlet's pretty impartial to either. Okay. Okay. 
it's almost thematic that yours goes last. Or uh, poetic, I mean. Um, so you sit down with Yvonne. Yvonne kind of crawls off, becomes a Rakshasa. Is this okay, by the way? I mean, I yeah. would rather have this conversation with you if I'm just myself. Yeah, it's fine. All right. So, looking at you, you mentioned devils. You want to know more about devils and Crexus? Excuse me. What I know about all that? Yeah. Teach me what you know. We're, we're partners now. Teach me in, in your life, your backstory, all of it too. TLDR. Well, I mean, uh, what kind of backstory do you want? Do you want my life as a devil or me beforehand when I became, well, let's just say. Uh, invited to this lovely place as a denizen forever. Whatever you think's more prevalent now. We can talk about the rest later. Fair enough. Well, I myself have been around for quite some time. I've been around for millennia. Many millennia now. I mean, I can't really remember exactly how long. I'd say at least 80,000 years or more. Been kicking down here in hell. Now, it takes a long time to prove yourself. Even when you do gain certain statuses, you still gotta put in that extra bit of work. Now, I myself, as a Rakshasa, as we call ourselves, I've been at the game for a very long time. <laughs> a few more millennia from now, maybe five or ten, maybe, I might become a pit fiend. It'd be very nice. Now, I myself stumbled upon this world when it first, you know, was coming about and stuff, and uh, watched the little ancient civilizations running around doing their thing, and, uh, well, to be quite frank with you, they were a little too um, keen for us devils, or anyone for that matter. They didn't buy anything that anyone sold. They were self-sufficient and reliable all on their own. Now, what they had in that, they gave up in personality, I'm afraid. But, efficient peoples nonetheless, they did have utopias. <laughs> now, eventually, over time, this stopped when Crexus found this place, and he came here and he said, well, you know what, this is a mighty fine world, and, you know, it's got a lot of opportunity. And the only thing this world had to offer him was the only god he could find here that was, how we say, native. Most gods that we are familiar with are native to the celestial plane, and they are beings that decide who and what they influence and when. This was the only god that was native to this world that we came across. It was a mighty peculiar thing. As you know, he struck a deal with this individual, and etc., etc., happened, and, well, eventually... He made a contract with these wizard guys, right? Well, they shut off the uh, ability to access the planes. I, I don't know exactly how they did that part, but it's hard to get in. And the only people that can are devils. If they get a contract deal with Crexus, of course, as he is kind of like the gatekeeper, so to speak. <laughs> okay. So you were with Crexus? Mm. Or are you just saying we as in I'm also a devil? I am also a devil. <laughs> but I have never worked for the man. He has need of my services and some of his lackeys have employed me. 
But I am what the devil world would call a freelancer, I guess, just as you would up here. But instead of brokering souls or trying to cause mischief and mayhem like we like to do, I broker information. Between everybody, I have free passage to all the other planes without discrepancy. I could walk into the celestial plane, Mount Celestial courtroom if I wanted to, and say hello to the judge. Interesting. What can you find out about the uh, acting monarch over the next couple of days? Now, Nika, from what I remember, that was Kita Del Tonko. That's right. I can see what I can do. I'm a pretty crafty individual. I promised you some free time, right? You get some good info, I'll give you a night. Well, <laughs> consider me the little bird on your shoulder, and he turns into a small um, uh, gray canary and <laughs> flutters away. Light a cigarette, <laughs> and I feel awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Tori. Before the long rest, you and Tio are left by the newly planted acorn. Is Tallulah here too, or did she go away? Yes, no, Tallulah is here as well. She's sitting by you, though, away from him. Yeah. Her and I are sitting next to each other, and he's standing up in defiance. Yep. So, um, how long were you in prison? Talking to Tallulah? Mm-hmm. I think I was in there for... I didn't really have any way to scratch the walls or anything. I don't know what they got the walls made of in there, but it's impenetrable like diamond. Uh, I think I was in there for at least eight months. That's a pretty long time. And solitary? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. I was there for like half a day and it was too much. Actually, it was longer than that. I don't know how long it was. <laughs> it was a week. Yeah, I was in there for a week. It yeah. was too much. Well, they cut you to the end of your week, right? Yeah, so a few days. three, Two to three days at two least. Days. I was in there for like three days. <laughs> you were in juvie for like two days. <laughs> I am very thankful that you and your friends found me when you did. I mean, I was in there too, so I'm glad that they came. Well, particularly the room that they put me in. I was one of their most valuable prisoners, which meant that they needed to get rid of me eventually. They just needed to get me complacent enough and comfortable enough to do so. Seemed like a lot of those people were pretty complacent. There was two of us that weren't. Me, and she nudges back towards the town, and the other one that was in there. Yeah, but even he was getting complacent. I got to know him a little bit over those eight months. Complacency seems to be his M.O. I don't understand him, but he seems to be hiding from something. Maybe he was in the prison to get away from something. Is that what you're saying? It's hard to say. I know that he's a Del Tonko, so that means something. Did you learn anything else while you were in there? <sighs> what did you learn while you were searching for information? I mean, before I got locked up, I, um, well, I found out that, uh, Dad's people are shutting down, uh, key portions of the city to people that need power to their arcane generators or reliable water sources, stuff like that. You know, they're kind of just shutting down major portions of the city to reserve power for who go, who knows what? I have no idea. Uh, but I did... Unfortunately, in the eight months that I was there, 
I did witness something strange, uh, or bef before the eight months that I was there, I did witness something strange. This is kind of what got me there. I kind of found out where one of the little safe hubs, shall we say, for your little club that Dad sent you to was. And I figured, oh, maybe club. I could... Sar sarcasm, sorry. Not the right time. It's fine. Sorry. Sometimes I just forget that jokes are a thing. It's, yeah. No, I, I understand. But I don't know exactly what they did with this person, but I, I watched them take a woman in this, it looked to be like a crystal vault in, in a way, like a crystal tube vault. And they took her uh, way towards where the islands are. Nah, I don't know if they took her to the prison or not, but they took her towards the island somewhere. Uh, I don't remember exactly what she looked like, but I know she was a tiefling. That's all I remember. And then eventually, guards came up, realized I was there, and bada bing, bada boom, I was in jail. So they just took a, this tiefling woman and stuck her in a... Well, no, it was more like a transport. They didn't put her in the crystal vault. They... they it's hard to say. This building was housing this crystal vault with this woman inside of it. And eventually, uh, 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 one of the automaton wagons came up, and enough for hauling capacity, loaded up the crystal onto there, and drove off towards where the islands are. Or in the directions of the islands, I can only assume that's where they went. Do, do you know who this woman was? I have no idea. I've never seen her in my life. I mean, she was averagely heighted for a tiefling. I mean, she wasn't incredibly tall. Maybe she was about six feet or so. Maybe five, six. I can't remember. Mm. She was very far away and encased in crystal free-floating, so it was kind of hard to say exactly the size. But uh, shorter hair, I think. Kind of maybe held up. I, I don't remember. But she looked asleep. Weird. <laughs> Crazy. I find it a little funny that our dad, and she turns to look at Tio. <laughs> Tio's just looking at the ground where you guys just planted the acorn. Would end up screwing over the exact same people that we used to be. Yeah. I've been looking into that too. I don't know if dad told you, but, uh, or if you've even seen him since you've been back, but, uh. I saw him. Why do you think I was in prison? Oh. You too, huh? At least, that's what I think. Well, unfortunately, I feel like I have my suspicions as exactly what happened. Hmm. He couldn't risk any family members involving themselves and whatever he's got himself involved in, so might as well just go put him in jail, right? Yeah. <laughs> family. Anyway. He's really good at getting rid of his family. Don't I know it? Or at least I think I know it. I don't know, I still have to confirm that. Anyway, after you left, Dad seemed like nothing happened. And every time we mentioned you, he just would say, oh, I ho really hope Tori's enjoying her new school life, or I bet she's learning a lot about her magical powers in her school life. I don't even know if you can cast a freaking spell. I don't know nothing about... You've never cast a spell in your life. What magic school did he even send you to? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I just know it exists. I know this school exists. <laughs> I know what I saw! It's like if a mortal saw Hogwarts, they're like, I saw it teleport! Oh, it exists, and I do have magic. You do? Yes, I 
I have a bit of our druid blood in us, and um, I also have, and she like kind of pulls out like a mind dagger, and it has somewhat of a form, mm -hmm. um, and she just like stabs Tio in the foot with it. Oh god, make an attack roll. Uh, she doesn't do that. With your dagger, right? Uh, yeah, it's like plus eight, so it doesn't. No, it does. He's it not wearing does. armor right now. Oh. Um, you stab him in the foot and he it looks down in like extreme pain but he doesn't like pull or anything like that he's just like why did you do that you felt that right in your head yes yes that's weirdly exactly enough what my powers do they're connected to your psyche instead of physical I can make things happen with my mind. Like I can talk in your head. And she talks in Tio's head and Tallulah's head. Tallulah looks intrigued. Tio looks horrified. <laughs> Pretty cool, right? But I did not get these powers until after I left LAE. Which turns out that was also thanks to LAE. So here we are. I know magic, but not for a good reason. Tulula goes to say something, and then Tio pipes up. Look, I'm not gonna sit here and discuss and debate whether or not Dad's doing good or bad things, because I don't know what his job is at the end of the day. I don't care. What I care about right now is getting out of these cuffs and getting back to my unit, because, well, quite frankly, I have a job to do. I don't know if you guys know this or not, we're at fucking war right now. A man-made war. Does it matter? Yes, it does. The bad guys, quotations, started this war because they got too greedy. That matters a lot. That's exactly why I was sold in the first place, because Dad got too greedy. It's all about greed, so it matters a lot. And the fact that you never took a second to question everything. It's what's most fucked up about this. I can get being ignorant. I was there for a long time. But not even questioning it, or going and working for the exact people that took your sister and your family apart in the first place? Something's wrong with you, man. I just don't think you guys quite understand. You know that? Can I walk up? Uh, you... I would say, uh, I will have... I will say this. Make a perception check, but I'll still say yes. I think 13. 13? <laughs> okay. Um, no, as you're walking up, you do... Un you do kind of understand the situation is... Not escalating, and it's not escalated, but people are now raising voices. Yeah, I'll just watch for a second before I just, like, insert myself. Yeah. Uh... Tio says, I don't think you quite understand. It's not a matter of if the war was started by the good guys or the bad guys. It's a matter of, I was out there. Were you out there? Do you know everything that I've seen out there? And I don't just mean death. That's the least of the things that I've seen. You see, he takes a deep breath. And he, he pauses for... 
I'll actually say make an insight check, but he pauses for an extremely long time that almost seems a bit odd. This man has PTSD. 14 plus 8. 14 plus 8. It's 22. To a slight degree, but it's not so much that more so than he's trying to say something. But much like when you get a knot in your throat and you can't speak, he's like not able to say anything. And then as he's like trying to say something, he looks at you and he says, Look, I'm not even going to try to explain it. You wouldn't even understand. First of all. Well, then make me understand. They're not the bad guys, Tori. The ex extra planar research and test units, as they're now referred to, because they've basically wiped out all the settlements on the outskirts of the city. Why? Because they hate mortals. Don't know their reasoning? Don't quite care. They just wiped out, like, three towns when they first got here. They didn't ask questions. There was no peace. They just did it. That you know of. Make another insight check for me, but this is not for what he's currently saying. Same thing. He seems to be speaking in a way... Or he, he was. It seemed that he was leading into saying something about how he's feeling about the situation. But as he felt that, he stopped and changed his direction. Now, growing up, you knew Tia was not like that. And it's not so much you get the sense from him and this experience he's lived you kind of connect the pieces, you're like, wait a minute. If I was indoctrinated into the LAE, he may be indoctrinated into the Minutemen, in the sense that magically possible. Oh, like, they literally altered his mind? Maybe. You, you consider it a possibility, mm -hmm. from how defensive he's being of this situation. Mm -hmm. Um... She just kind of, kind of like realized that she's sitting in anger, and that that doesn't really go anyplace. So um, she's gonna kind of sigh and like, we both saw our own demons and tried to make the best out of a situation that we had no control over. Building your mind, brother. You're stuck in this tiny little box. And it's got a hold over you. Maybe I'll think about it as soon as I'm out of these shackles. I can help him. And I say I can help him open his mind if you want. That's up to him. I can make him do it. So that's why I'm asking if you want me to, Tori. If you want to be free from whatever you're dealing with. What are you talking about? Free from what? Whatever's got a hold over you. Nothing has a hold over me. What are you talking about? That's sort of why I was asking you, Tori. What do you think, Tula? I'm going to be honest, I haven't slept in a really comfortable bed in a long time. And I'm pretty tired. I think that we all just need to sleep on it. And if you guys got to sleep in chains overnight, well, that's just got to be the way that it is. I'll sleep in the same room just to make sure neither one of you kills each other. We can have a cuddle pile. Sure. <laughs> like we it's used to. It's been a long time, but we can have a cuddle pile. And you see Theo just... Or Theo, excuse me. Theo just, like, rests his free hand in his forehead. Oh, God. You know what? Yeah. How about we just go to bed? That sounds great. We can think about this in the morning, about expanding our minds or whatever over a meal and some trust. I think Scarlet has something souped up, too. Maybe we can open his mind before Scarlet opens his mind even further. 
Good night. Yeah. And she drags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she turns around for one second and is like, and that's the brother you could have been. And then, like, keeps going with him. In his yeah, head, look at you. in his head, he just hears, when I met Tori, she was an adult. No child left in her. And she did everything she could to keep me feeling like I was a child for as long as I could. I wonder what it would have been like if she had a big brother who could have helped her stay a child. And then I'm going to walk away. I cut the mental link. I just wanted to think about it. Okay. Uh, you drag Tio off with Tallulah. Tallulah just walks with you. Does everyone else settle down for their long rest? Um, I... <clears throat> Uh, get back to the shop and see if Seamus is there. Uh, and if he is, like, just kind of, like, what, what he's up to. Seamus is currently just looking at your inventory. He's just seeing everything you currently have in stock, everything that's been stocked up for you. Um, looking at your workspace, looking at your tools. Um, you see that he's sitting there, actually. He's been, uh, had some tools laid out that kind of suggest he's been working on his leg joints and stuff like that as well. But Okay. Nothing too, like, he hasn't really divulged himself yet. He's just examining the workshop. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to walk into the shop and um, just kind of, like, greet. He's like, hey, hey, uh, welcome. Uh, what do you think of the place? Oh, I pretty Pretty rudimentary, but, you know. It's simple, but it does its job, you know. It's, it doesn't take a lot to actually do the kind of work that we do. Believe it or not, you kind of learn this as you get more tools of the trade, shall we say. Um, I couldn't help but notice your arm. Is it fresh? Uh, yeah, uh, literally it, it, prototype. You know, it, it's not perfect, it's not finished, it's probably, you know how it is with your... It, it's going to be a constant take some time thing, you know. Yes, uh, yes. But at the level I'm at, you know, it it's getting the job done. And you see, like it's it's very shop class. You know what I mean? A like bunch there's of paint sticks. Yeah, made with there's you know, and there's like missing chips in the paint and stuff like that. You know, uh, there's a big knot on the forearm right mm -hmm. there from like one of the panels, and on the shoulder there's like a a tiny little like branch with yeah. like a leaf hanging off of it where Julian is perched on top or whatever but it's it's a glow with like green runes and stuff like that you know and it it picks up Mo just as well as you know oh, that that works very well actually no you did great um now um do you by chance have um accommodations for me to set up a, a small sleeping area in here for yeah. myself. Yeah, whatever you need. I think there's rooms in the chateau as well if you if you want to uh, pick one out and uh, do that. But but I stay here a lot of the time. I'm not saying we should be roommates or anything like that. But you know, I'm I'm in here a lot. So make yourself at home. Right. Well, uh, there's tea on the fire over there. Uh, well, hot water for tea, obviously. Uh, there's uh, pipe, tobacco, dwarven. Pretty nice. Pretty stout stuff. Uh, over there as well, if you, uh, you know, I have to kill the mania sometimes and... Take a little creative brainstorm yeah, break. Yeah, exactly. Each um, inhale is a new thought, each exhale is a bad thought going away. Indeed, indeed. Uh, so yeah, take a look around. Have you... Do you know Maggie? Maggie, 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 Maggie. Uh, can't say that I'm super familiar with the name. No. Okay. 
No problem. Uh, I'm going to step out and uh, try to uh, call her uh, real quick. So, again, make yourself at home, whatever you need. I'm going to step outside and, and cast Ascending to uh, to Maggie. Fair enough. I'm going to make some tea. All right. And goes to sit down and work on his evening tea. Okay. Um, sending Maggie, Theo here. We're in Duskmore at the Chateau. Where are you? I want to take a look at that armor I gave you waiting. Hey, it's, uh... That's like three. (laughs) Been a while. I got it. It's not done yet. But I can bring it over and show you what I've done. Hugs, kisses. That's how you should always end a sudden. Maggie, Maggie is my artificer mommy. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, and uh, I think with that that news and that knowledge, um, I'll go in to the shop. I'll share a pipe with Seamus for a bit, drink some tea, and then head to my room in the chateau. Okay. Chateau! And everyone settles down for the evening, takes a long rest. Before our long rest, does any of the extra planar creatures want to go home? None of them appear to be in a hurry to go home. Um, when I can just send three home today. Are you... I have banishment. Oh. Are you asking them? Yeah, anyone who wants to go home, I mean, before I long rest, I'd rather do it now. You see the... Because uh... I have two fourth levels and one fifth level spot left. I was thinking at least one of the mechanical dudes. You do see the half the Modrons raise their hands. We have reports to turn in. Okay, I can only send three creatures. You see, most of them put their hands down except for three. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. You carry our workload. And they just load up all their scrolls into giant pack mule packs and put them on the backs of these modrons. And then they hover like a bee with too much pollen. It takes a minute per each one, but I banish each of them back to their home plane. Okay. <laughs> they all go back. And then after that, tiredly, I go up and get to bed with Scarlet. <laughs> All right. And everyone takes a long rest. <sighs> so, by the way, the, the item that... It, I have to have an item that's distasteful to the target to banish them. So, like, what did they dislike? <laughs> Crudely drawn, uh, um, like, crayon you, drawings? No, or like... You see, uh, the Modrons, um, they dislike... Anything that's not supposed to happen within the universe, and Anything none cursed. of them, and well, none of them have ever experienced the extra conflux before. So easily, you are able to be like, "Hey, watch this noodle arm," <laughs> and they're just like, "What the fuck?" I was gonna say uh, Nika's banishment. It looks like like I stick my hand out, and then it looks like just a a mouth opens up in reality and eats the thing. So yeah. it's like their last one was like. <laughs> yeah, they just get swallowed by reality and transported back to where they're from. That's what cool. are they afraid of? What the fuck is that? <laughs> new fear unlocked. New fear. There's, <laughs> one, there's one repercussion. You have to be scared of me to get teleported. Mm. Okay. And as everyone wakes up, you all have your routine breakfast, uh, some more unsavory than others with Tio. Uh, but... I know that you want to do a legend lore. Yeah, when we first wake up in the morning while everyone's down there for breakfast, um, I'm going to do a legend lore. 
And I rolled a This two. is while everyone is doing burkas. Yeah, and by okay. the way, I rolled a two on my die, so not the best, but I get a two today. What were you going to go- do to you? I'm just wondering if that would help to do it before, because then he's more susceptible to it. It's not something susceptible. It's I just get to know. Like it this won't. This yeah. is a this is a really powerful spell. My thing will also take time. I was thinking I could cast suggestion, and I was going to ask him to either to reflect mm-hmm. or understand you. <laughs> I suggest and, you reflect. And for eight hours, he would and it would. I would think it would break the mental barrier. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. if he sat there, and it would be mentally crazy, but he would come out of it woke. Yeah. But that's what I will do. Um, so when everyone gathers for breakfast in the morning, Scarlet uh, wants to sit down with everyone. Um, and she pulls all the siblings aside. I, I will say that Theo Theo's not at the table. He's still upstairs in his room. He's trying to talk to Mo right now. Okay, so it's okay if you're not there. Um, Scarlet pulls the siblings aside more than anyone else, but... Anyone else who wants to be there can. And she's going to pull out some components that she got from her dad last night and light some incense while everyone's eating breakfast. I'm sure that's annoying. And <laughs> and she's going to cast Legend Lore and sh- uh, name or describe a person. I'm going to name and describe her father. Okay. Um, Tori's father. Yes, Tori's father. The spell brings to life in your mind a brief summary of significant lore about the thing that I named, in this case, Tori's father. The lore might consist of current tales, forgotten stories, or even secret lore that has never been widely known. And then if it's not of legendary importance, nothing happens. Okay. If he's not legendary. All right. So. Oh, and the more information I have about him already, the more precise the detail I receive. So I just, I mean, I know enough about him, and I just let Tori just rant about him for a while. So. You gather as much information as you can on Antiquo. Father of Tori, Tallulah, Twila, Tio, Tula, and Say. Get out of order, but that's, that's okay. okay. I got all the kids. That's all yeah. that matters. Good job. Um, I made it a tongue twister on purpose. <laughs> and also, current leader in the Edict of Eight. Or one of the current leaders. And you watch as the... Curtains in the room once more kind of close. You all kind of witness this as the spell goes out. Um, But kind of the siblings and you more so, because you're really experiencing the spell. Ola Damara comes out. Ola, or Ollie and Damara come out. And both of them. You want to learn a lot about a man who has lots to hide. (laughs) Well, come with us. We'll show you everything he has. And they lead you specifically through the curtains. You kind of watch Scarlet disappear, quote-unquote. Really what happens is they take your hands, you walk through the curtains, but what happens is you kind of just go catatonic and stand there as they disappear. The Legend Lore goes off. You enter through the curtains with Ollie and Damara. The first thing you see when light kind of comes into view, you're in a dark alley somewhere at night near a district and you hear what sounds like the mechanical sounds of someone tinkering on local machinery. You look over, you see a panel from one of the city walls is removed, and a mechanic is sitting there with a toolbox working on some sort of arcane conduits and small gizmos that seem to intertwine these wires inside the wall. They reach into their toolbox and grab another tool and 
tweak another small portion of a bolt there and a small spark and an arcane light comes back up. With a smile and a huff, they put the panel back on the wall. And eventually, you watch as they kind of turn their head and look down another alleyway. And you too eventually begin to hear voices. One of them sounds ever so vaguely familiar from times that you've heard it in passing. You hear a voice, Yes, well, um, we have all reason to believe that in due time we may be under threat of some sort of insurgents from, well, let's just say the ones we locked away from this place so that we may work. You hear another voice pipe up. Feminine, but sturdy and very strong and, and resonant. Yes, but we, we've been working for millennia on this. Uh, surely nothing could get in the way. Ah, do not be so sure, my dear. Do not underestimate the power of extraplanar beings. They are crafty, and if given time, which they have plenty of thanks to the Feywild, they can concoct some pretty dangerous things that could jeopardize our very way of existence. You see the figure now come into light, Tori's father, the mechanic that's been working on the wall, sneaks behind some refuse and, and garbage bins, getting a better ear for what's going on. You see the figures passing through the alley seem to be archmages of very high stature, walking through in their robes and talking to one another, leaving the council building. One of them, familiarly clad in a golden-type robe, drapey and husk. <sighs> Look, I understand your confidence in our organization and our abilities, my dear, but... Even we are not beyond the might of the planes. So, here's what I suggest. We find our conduit of Arcana, wherever she may be. We get her as quick as we can. We take her to the island which we've been prepping for this very moment. That way, we have all the reserve power we need to keep this city safe. It also doesn't hurt that we'll also have the flow of magic under our control as well. <laughs> perks of the program that we established once we learned of all these special children. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I think we have a guest, by the way. And you see that they all look down the alleyway towards Antiquo. And before he can even rush, he stops in his tracks. He's frozen. He can't move. And you see the female uh, orc mage walks up with her hand up. Spy on us, will you? <laughs> oh, my dear, I'm afraid that's not a wise choice. Here, let me show you what happens to those who know too much about our organization. And for the first time, you get a glimpse at what the LAE could possibly be. And you watch in the moonlight there, her orc visage begins to shift and mutate. Her robes begin to take more of a fleshy, organic, tenderly kind of dress visage. Her face itself looking hollow and sunk in, skeletal-like, but still alive, with no eyes in the sockets to prove that. You see that her hair has transformed into this large crown of bone or some sort of hard carapace that extends out like a crown with tendrils that come out of her hair and in the very center you watch 
almost like a chestburster going through her rib cage, which you can now see this strange alien worm-like creature with rows of teeth and no eyes. And with her multi-layered voice of multiple tones, she says, Now you belong to the L.A.E., the last and everlasting. And you see Drapian with his hands folded is smiling behind her with the rest of the mages who have hoods on. And you see that from her chest that thing leaps and enters his body. And then she releases him from the whole person. What do you need from me? I'm sorry, I didn't know that the superiors of the city were listening. I hear you have a very talented young lady in your household. Would you take us to her? And you see kind of the fast forward of him going by a few weeks and him not fully realizing what's going on. And then eventually a knock at the door comes and it's the individual that Tori would recognize as the person who came to with the, the prospector, basically. And normal conversation goes by, and instead of pro- protest from Antiqua, he's just like, well, I think this is a wonderful opportunity for Tori. I, I, Mayuda, I think it's a great idea. I mean, the other kids are great, and they're going to do great in university, but when is an opportunity like this going to come by? And he really, really drives home that it's a good idea to the point where Mayuda cannot really argue otherwise and kind of pressures her into allowing it to happen. And then you see the day that Tori is left, and as soon as Tori is out of the room, the money exchange happens. And then, fast forward past that, he is now the leader of the union of workers he has been with. And something strikes you as you're watching from afar. Although he's doing all these actions as if it's autonomous to him, With your passive insight, you still see there's pain behind his eyes with every move he makes, but he does it. And you even see the moment when he's interacting with Tori the day that she was arrested and the moment he stepped onto the pad and left that room, it shows him shifting to the council chamber where every other person from the city works. And, and governs the, uh, the operations of the city. And you see he pulls the sending stone out of his pocket. Yes. Yes, she finally showed up. I told her to go meet her mother and talk to her. Just please don't hurt anyone. They are my family after all. And he puts the stone back in his pocket. What you catch more as details in this memory, but if you were focusing on this specifically, you would see it. The other kids, after Tori left, all of them lost their childhood. They don't, none of them, I mean, yeah, they still played and stuff and got along like kids do, but when their parents were around, they were like, yes ma'am, no ma'am. Like, I have to do everything they say or else I'm going to be disappeared. And you see how each one kind of handled that. The youngest ones, though, not so much. Obviously, they didn't really deal with all that. But Tallulah was the one that facilitated their knowledge and what happened to their sister that's no longer in the household. They're the reason. She's the reason they know she exists and where she is, who she is. But as you kind of learn all of this, 
there's one thing. I would like you to actually roll an insight check. Not great. Uh, plus, to be honest, I was going to say this anyways, when she, when Scarlet ends up coming out of this, I think she's inadvertently going to be crying because this is some heavy stuff. Okay. So that's a 15. 15. You, you feel like you catch a name of, of, uh, that Antiquo says as he's leaving the kind of, like, uh, dais to go to the actual council meeting. You hear the kind of announcer for the council rooms, all rise, grandmaster, and then that's when it kind of, like, you're, like a dream, it begins mm-hmm. to muffle and blur, but you just kind of hear, like, this, master, mm-hmm, and it kind of goes out, but you hear a name kind of be said, and it's familiar in a way. You don't know what the name is, you can't quite make it out, but you hear a name and it rings in your mind as familiar. You rolled too low! No, I'm talking how Scarlet looks as she's coming out of it, just like, crying. That bad? Oh wait, am I out of it? Yeah, you're out of it. Yeah, you watch as uh, Scarlet kind of shakes out of it, she does look visibly disturbed. Um, yeah, she's just got, like, tears running down her face. She, like, kind of wipes them with her hands. Like a magician with a hanky, when you pull them away, there's a tissue been placed in your palm you. by your god. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. And that's where we'll leave off until next time. We hoped you enjoyed this episode of Mon Squad D&D. If you did, please consider subscribing to the podcast and leave us a comment to let us know your favorite part of the episode. As always, a big thank you to Bree Beecher, our editor, Caleb Martin, our musician, and Lily Bluen, our artist. We'd also like to thank our players, Bree Beecher, Caleb Martin, Hunter Parker, Lily Bluen, and of course, our DM, Marcus Hurston.